anybody else, good morning, God morning, great morning. Welcome uh, to Declaring Victory and welcome to the line. Amen. Good morning, E.K. Good morning, family. It's Christina. Good morning. Hey. Welcome, welcome. Amen. Amen. Well, good morning. God morning. Great morning. Amen. And we're looking for uh, anybody else that's joining us this morning on this favorite Friday, this wonderful Friday. Just uh, welcome to the line, declaring victory, and we're excited about you, and we're excited about what God is going to do today. Amen. Anybody else join? Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, yeah. Amen. We look forward to that. Hey, hey, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Yes, we welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. Amen. Amen. And we hope that you are uh, calling and inviting your friends to join us on Declaring Victory and giving us uh, the strength to go on and to go through Amen. Amen. We're still talking about sonship. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I'm looking at our time. Amen. It's it's time to get started. Praise the Lord. Anybody else before we go ahead and, and jump on? Anybody else want to greet us this morning? Amen. Amen. Before we move forward, we want to make sure that we ask you that you mute your line. Please, ma'am, please, sir, uh, so that we can go ahead and proceed. And I am Reverend E.K. Dawson, and I am your host. And I want to thank you for joining us here on Declaring Victory as a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday uh, from 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that is to edify and to empower and to encourage and to equip you in your walk with Christ. And to make sure uh, to call in during the month of October where our monthly theme is entitled Sonship. Our title has been Sonship. And each declare has focused on establishing and solidifying the knowledge and understanding of our sonship through Christ. Uh, so that we can walk in our true identity in Christ, so important, and to make sure that you invite a friend uh, so that they, too, can be blessed. Uh, There is one announcement. Stay tuned for uh, the next exciting Friday Night Live, and the next date will be announced by Sister Dee Dee Felder, uh, who was filling in for me uh, a few minutes ago, and you will be sure to be blessed. Hallelujah. Just stay tuned for the next uh, exciting Friday Night Live, and the next date uh, will be announced by Sister Didi, and to make sure that you are blessed. Um, the order of the call, uh, prayer and corporate praise, amen. I'm going to uh, uh, pray for us this morning, and the declaration will be brought by our own brother Jonathan, amen. And uh, then we'll go right into closing uh and uh, our closing comments, and uh, hosted by our declarer, amen. And then uh, our scripture for today is 1 John 3 and 1. See 
how great love the Father has bestowed on us that we would be called the children of God, uh, and such we are. For the reason the world does not know us because it did not know him. Amen? Amen. And that's First John uh, 3 and 1. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we're going to ask you to put your phones on mute. Amen. And now we will begin uh, the prayer portion of our worship call for by the prayer warrior. Amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Loving God, gracious God, benevolent God, kind Father. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. And we give your name glory, honor, and praise. We worship you, almighty one. There is none like you. Father, we got God, we searched all over and couldn't find nobody. Searched high and low, still couldn't find anybody greater, Lord. God, we thank you that you, we have witnessed in our lives the greatness of you. We witnessed your deity. We witnessed uh, your magnificence, how great you truly are, and how great you truly are to us, your children, Father God. God, we love you, and we praise you. Uh, we thank you for being uh, Jehovah Jireh. We thank you for being Jehovah Nisi. We thank you for being Jehovah Tiskanu. We thank you for being uh, Jehovah Shammah. We thank you, Lord God, that you've been uh, a banner, a provider, uh, Lord God, that you've been our everything, Father God. And we love you and we praise you for being everything that we are in the midst. We thank you for being our rock when we needed a rock. God, we thank you for being our shelter when we needed a, 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 a place. Uh, we thank you for being our hiding place. We thank you for being our high place. We thank you, Lord God, for being our prayer place. We thank you for being just everything, God. God, we glory in who, how great you really are to us, Lord God. We stop. We stop just to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. We love you, and we give your name praise and honor and glory, Father God. God, thank you for doing something in the body of Christ right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for uh, keeping us and keeping our testimonies, allowing us to stay saved, Lord God. We thank you for the power of prayer and being able to come on this, uh, Father God, uh, this, this declaring victory where we actually declare the victories of you, Lord God, that we see through the power of prayer, Lord God. Thank you for increasing our power of prayer. Thank you for washing us, Lord God, clean and, and allowing us to stay white as snow, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, that even when we mess up and we fall down and we slip, Lord God, that you are there and you are faithful in us to forgive us of every one of our sins and cleanse us to all unrighteousness, Father God. We give your name glory and honor, Father. Father, we thank you for those that are just trying. We thank you for the, today, this Friday, uh, where we celebrate the men. We celebrate the brothers that are trying. We thank you for those brothers that are walking with their heads up, Lord God. Thank you for those that are, are modeling uh, the, the, the disciples' walk, Father God, and that we're trying to emulate and imitate you and your ways, Lord God. Uh, we thank you for those brothers that have just trying to uh, seek you first, uh, the kingdom of God, and knowing that all your righteousness, Lord God, would be added unto us, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we are prayer warrior men and that we're God-fearing men, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for following your example, and we love you and we praise you. We thank you for every pastor, preacher uh, that is 
have their door open in every fivefold ministry. We thank you for the men and the women of ministry, Lord God, that whether it's being the teacher, whether it's the prophet, Lord God, whether it's even just uh, whatever it is, Lord God, we thank you for the pastor, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, uh, for those that are declaring, declaring your word and that are declaring victory day by day. Father God, thank you for um, the beautiful women, Lord God. We thank you for our beautiful children, Lord God. We thank you for our young children. Father God, we thank you for our kids and students in college. We thank you for those that are trying. And God, we thank you now uh, for every prayer request that was uttered, every prayer request that is on the line, Lord God. We thank you that we cast it at your feet, knowing that if we have the faith, that you have the power. And, God, we know that even if we don't have the faith, we already know that you have the power, Lord God. So help us in the areas that we don't believe, Lord God, knowing that you can and will perform, Lord God. Thank you that we know that you can do it, and only you can do it, God. Uh, and that there's nobody that can, that can do it quite like you, Father God. God, we thank you, Lord God, uh, for those that are uh, that are struggling and that are trying, God, those that are going through uh, areas of bereavement, Lord God, those that need traveling mercies and grace, uh, our sister that is going to Chicago to take care and check on her, her sister, Father God, and we speak healing, healing go before us and before her, and it'd be easy and successful, Lord God, when she gets there, and God, uh, we will testify and tell of your greatness and your goodness, Lord God. Father, we thank you uh, for Dion and all of our leadership here in declaring victory uh, for those. Thank you for every new person and every person that is coming on this call, Father, that is trying to grow and trying to grow in you. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We thank you for our topic, sonship, and how we've grown so much on this topic, Lord God, and that we thank you that we are being stretched day by day and it will be added to the body. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God, for the word of scripture that lies in our belly, Lord God, and then lies in our mouth, helps us to read and retain and to be able to even regurgitate when we need it, Lord God, that we can bring up your word, Lord God. Thank you for our charge of the great commission and commandment, Lord God, that we go ye therefore, Lord God, and as we tell the wonderful story of Jesus and how he hung, bled, and died, and how now he lives, Lord God. Not only that, he hung, bled, and died, but he was raised up on the third day, Lord, and now he lives in our hearts that he died for our sins, our very sins, Lord God, that we would be washed white as snow, Lord God. Thank you, Father. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. And now, Father, as we begin to take our phones off mute and as one body, we corporately give your name the praise. Come on, declaring victory. Let's hear your sound, Lord God. Let's bombard heaven and give God the glory. Give God the praise. Take your phones off mute and let's praise him. Declaring victory. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Love, give your name praise. Glory to your mighty name. Father, we honor you this morning. We praise you on the day. We are Alpha and Omega. We thank you for Jesus. We are all we pray for. We praise you. We praise you. We praise you. Hallelujah. 
All right. Well, that's different. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to read this to you a certain way. Um, all right, then. Um, Romans chapter 8. I'm going to go to 9, then verse 1, and then come back to 10. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. You have, excuse me, by the Spirit, if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. Verse 1 reads as follows. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ. Verse 10. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal body by His by this same Spirit living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do your sinful nature urges to you to do. Let me read that again. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its excuse me, if you live by its dictates, you will die. But through the power of the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Mm. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own. Now, we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. If we are to share his glory, we must also share in his suffering. Read one more verse for you. Yet we suffer now. Yet what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later on. Um, may God add a re blessing to the readers, the hearers, <clears throat> the hearers of his word.
we are in a season to talk about sonship. And as I state before, I hope that this makes much sense to you as it makes to me. Um, in this uh, collection of scripture, we look at the writer, the Polinian writer, um, makes some very, very big and bold statements. Um, I want to, to talk to you, um, and I want to point out some things. Uh, Romans 8, chap, Romans chapter 8 is a very familiar passage of Scripture, one that we love um, no matter where you are in your life. Uh, I do believe that Romans chapter 8 is one of my favorites to read through um, and to understand who I am, who I've become, and who God has disallowed and disassociated me to be. Now, oftentimes we start with Romans chapter 8, verse 1, and it tells us that there is now therefore no condemnation to you who are in Christ. When I started down a little further um, and then went back, I, I would that if you ever get a chance to go and read Romans backwards, it's an absolute treat for you. Um, we are brought with the idea that there is a possibility that before the introduction of Christ into your life, you were a bond, bonded person to the thing called sin. But because you have accepted Christ, at your acceptance of him, the first thing we are told is, one, there is now, therefore, no condemnation simply because Christ lives in you, because you have accepted Christ. You have accepted him in strength. You have accepted him in the place called life. You have accepted uh, uh, the fact that you are now ransomed, uh, the, the, the value that you did not have because you accept Christ, you now have great value. Uh, when you begin to talk about sonship in the acceptance of Christ, the first thing I begin to realize is that you now have, hallelujah, identity. Now have identity. You now uh, move from the place uh, that that is strange. You now move into the place uh, where your identity is uh, talked about in heaven. Uh, your identity is decided in heaven. Your identity uh, becomes not that of your own. Your identity no longer looks like what you came out of. Your identity no longer faced 
or or the face value of it is no longer uh, the things that you used to be. Your the identity uh, that you operate in now in sonship takes a place uh, where you now understand authority. Uh, the, the God, I thank you. Oh God, God, I thank you. Oh God, I thank you. When you begin to look at this. Uh, when you begin to operate in sonship, what happens uh, when you begin to accept Christ? The first time you accept Christ, when you when you begin to say, "I deny myself," I, I walk out of the place uh, that I was shaped in iniquity. God, thank you. Uh, I move from the place where where sin is the only thing that is identified with me, uh, which means that my very existence has no value. Uh, I move out of the place uh, where I am dirty. I move out of the place where I am uh, good for nothing. I, I don't care who your natural mother or father was. When you begin to operate in sonship in Christ, uh, you automatically pick up a thing called value. Uh, when you begin to move in sonship, God, I thank you. Oh, God. When you begin to move in sonship, uh, not only are, are the rings and the ties of bastardship cut off of you, uh, but you now take on a new mindset. Uh, maybe I should say like this. You have access to a new mindset. Uh, when you begin to operate or move and understand the place called sonship, uh, it means uh, that, that the Father has looked at you uh, regardless, and for those of you that are in English scholars, just to make you a little upset, irregardless uh, of where you come from, uh, God is now saying, I am accepting you because you accepted a part of me. And when you accepted a part of me called Jesus, uh, what you accepted is, is his characteristics. You take on, watch this now, the responsibility and accountability of his name. You take on uh, the accountability uh, the responsibility of the power of God. You can now have somebody on the outside who, who may know where you come from and look at you and say, baby, I don't care what they say. I know I see change. I know change when I see it. I hear change when I know it. I know change when I hear it. Uh, on the call, if you ever listen, there's a thing that they talk about called your sound. And in, uh, in Christ, in sonship, your sound begins to change. God, oh, thank you. Uh, the place in sonship that, that, that you no longer sound like the beat up you. Uh, you no longer sound like the old you. You no longer sound like the horrible you. You no longer sound like the you that was bound to the urges of your sin. You are no longer sound like what Sin used to sound like, what do you mean, sir? Have you ever been somebody that's been delivered from your past and delivered from your hurt and delivered from what you've gone through? God, I give you glory. Have you ever been somebody that has walked through the things that God has said you can walk through? Have you ever been in the place where you denied your you 
now have access to the accountability where you can say, God, in this place, this is what I would normally do, but I have to place my hand in yours and call on your strength. I have access to the accountability that he will be who he said he is. Hallelujah. Thank you. That you now walk in a place, walk in a position, you now are seated in heavenly places. You now operate in a place of authority where where you used to things would come up against you and you would crumble or you used to have things come up against you and, and go grab a bottle or you used to have things that would come up against you, but because of the accountability where I would crumble, where I would go grab a bottle where I would go grab a smoke, where the cigarette weed cracker other, uh, where I would used to go and and go find him, her, them, they, uh, and 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 try to sex it out. I now call on the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of me because I have accepted Christ uh, in His Lordship. I uh, accepted. The accountability, uh, not just him to me, but me to him. I can say in the middle of the struggle, uh, I need your assistance. Uh, God, I thank you. I, I now have the the ability to look at accountability, and 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 it can be asked: Are you operating according to the Spirit of God? Thank you. I, I now am uh, 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 I'm accessing, uh, I'm under the law of responsibility uh, to his name, not only the accountability, meaning you look like what he looks like. Oh, God. Uh, but but I, I move like he moves. Uh, in him I move. In him I breathe. In him I have my being. I, I, I am I am in the responsibility uh, where I no longer look like, I no longer operate because of who I'm connected to. My responsibility, uh, God, the the responsibility that I have uh, simply because I've I've accepted the name of Christ because I've accepted the spirit of Christ. Uh, because of this, I have a responsibility to operate, oh, God, as, as the spirit of Christ would operate. I have a responsibility to make sure that when you on the outside are looking at me, that that which is on the inside is seen. How can I see what's on the inside of you? See, it's simple math uh, that that what's on the inside, according to Jesus, uh, the heart uh, that that you have, it'll start to show up in your day-to-day walk and talk, uh, that when you talk, what's coming out of your mouth is what's embedded in your heart. I, I, I won't have, I won't, I have the responsibility to look at what it is I say from day to day. I look at, I, I have a, a responsibility to make sure that when people hear the words that come out of my mouth, that they hear the spirit of God. Uh, the Bible tells us to be careful of our conversation. Don't let us walk around in corrupt conversation and communication. What 
What is it that you're saying? What is it that you are always joking about? What is it that you live in in your mouth? Uh, does your mouth live in a cesspool, or, or does your mouth live in the place called glory? Uh, are you a representative properly? Anytime you go and you accept uh, uh, employment of somewhere, depending on where it is, they'll tell you uh, what you do outside of work does matter. Because as long as you are a part of this company, you represent us, uh, whether you're on the clock or not on the clock, whether you're in the building or not in the building. Can I give and bring to you that you represent heaven? The Bible calls us ambassadors. Uh, you represent heaven in this place called earth. Uh, you you were looked at by the royal family and decided that you could carry my name into a place that I might not be at. I, I, I can give you permission. Watch this. When we begin to talk about sonship, one of the things that kept rolling around in my head uh, was you are trusted by the father to represent him at any given time. Oh, God, you are chosen by the Father to represent his character. Some of us need to repent right there. Some of us claim that God is our Father, that the great I am is my Father, and I call him Abba, and I call him Daddy. You have said this, but what does your life display? Can I tell you what the Bible says? It says two things. He says you are either of your father God or your father the devil. What set you represent? Who you represent? Oh, God. Who you represent? Who you with? Can people look at you from day to day and understand your sonship? I, I would like to believe that if I am on declare victory, that everybody that hears me every day operate in the sonship of God. that you, you don't have vile and corrupt communication that come out of your mouth. That you walk, you, 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 I hear it like this, you is a rep of heaven. That you rep the colors of the, of the blood-stained banner. without having a bumper sticker, without having a T-shirt that says, I'm for Christ. But does your life speak of the sonship of God? Watch this. The responsibility, the accountability of his name, the character of his name. When you when you go back through through this 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 in Romans, 
when you go back through this in Romans, uh, it begins to talk about uh, that Christ lives on the inside of you. And even though he lives on the inside of you, watch this, you are no longer subject to the urges of your sinful nature. Now, that's just who I am. Okay. I was, child, I was born like this. It's running my family. Okay. Oh, and my grandma did this too. Okay. We, on a day-to-day basis, tell people, we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the foolishness of the flesh. We have downplayed and watered down what it means to accept Christ as Lord, as Savior, as Master, as Ruler. We've we've put it in a place where it makes people question whether or not they want it. You a Christian? Do people turn their nose up at you because you a Christian? Do people turn up their nose at Christ because you a Christian? Do you operate in a place that heaven can proudly call you son? Sonship is a place of trust by the Father. He trusts you to represent him. He trusts his name with you. He trusts his character that that if you go to a place, he doesn't have to say, no, that ain't, I don't know who they acting like. They, oh, I know what that is. They get that from their daddy. Well, ain't you, mm-mm, that made my characteristics. You, hear me, obtain ultimate life in exchange for utter death. Meaning, the place where death was all surrounded, because I have accepted Christ, because I operate in the place where the Father trusts me, the Father has, the the King has chosen me. He takes the thing called death that was so encompassing and so surrounding you, and snatches you from it, and now gives you ultimate life, godly life, life and life abundantly. He gives you Zoe, the ability to live.
the ability to live. Here's, here's where a lot of us, we, we say, he's giving me life. He's giving me life. Have you studied his word? Watch this. His will. To see what life looks like according to heaven. What does your life look like as an ambassador? What does your life look like as a representative? What does your life look like as a son? What does it look like? Have you looked in in, in Scripture and seen what Scripture says? I'm going to share this with you. Uh, uh, this past week, I had to, to preach, and, and the Lord took me to Psalms 91. Have you, when's the last time you walked through the Psalms? That's a, that, those right there are a good indication. When is the last time you walked through Romans chapter 8? When is the last time you walked through the Gospels, according to John, Matthew, Luke, and Mark? When is the last time you walked through the Acts of the Apostles? I told you uh, the Lord took me to Psalms 91, and I got stuck on a word. And I've read this scripture many times, but I got stuck on the word abide, y'all. A-B-I-D-E, abide. And I know if you go look at Webster, it just says, oh, to dwell. Nice. But as I begin to go and break down abide, one of the original meanings uh, from that particular text of abide, uh, the word means to stay overnight or stay through the night comfortably. That's something that is accessible to the sons of God. Not everybody has access to that. Because what it is, is he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It, it means that that you are being welcomed into a safe space by somebody who is expecting you to come. Not only has he prepared a place for your head to lay, but he gives you covers and comforters that you may rest while you're there. This is this is the accessibility as a son of God. This is the accessibility of sonship. You now have access to a place of raw liberation and expected emancipation. He says you were adopted. Uh, you didn't take on the spirit of adoption to be adopted into slavery. Or you didn't take on this thing to be bound in a way that you no longer live, in a way that you no longer have life. 
I've come to give you real life. There's no consequences uh, like the consequences of sin. Death calls, excuse me, sin causes death, which is separation. But I'm here to be your everything. It, we 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 read that as as two different words, but that that right there where it says, and we uh, accepted the spirit of adoption. First of all, he accepted me, meaning uh, again, I don't care where you came from, y'all. If we get past that, I'm telling you, you be you you would see heaven on earth. You will have tabernacle experiences, a place where heaven and earth collide. You are the meeting point. God is not worried about where you come from. He's he what he wants you to know is who you are in him. Stand in the mirror of the word and begin to declare that I am the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. When was the last time you read Deuteronomy twenty eight? When is the last time you walked through the blessing of Abraham? You have access to a place of raw liberation. When you look at uh, uh, the place where we've been accepted, not into slavery, but into heirship into an inheritance because we have been accepted by God because we have accepted Christ God has accepted us regardless of where you come from he's accepted you and the scripture says we call him Abba Father now those words are not two different words. What it is giving you is double emphasis on the word Abba. Uh, in Hebrew, it's Abba. Uh, in our language, it's Father. But when, what, we, what we're looking at is he is the provision, the provider of provision is providing provision. That's what they're saying. Now, because... I am a son. The provider of provision can provide provision whenever it's needed. At any given time, you can live in the place where change no longer has effect on you. Raw liberation. I keep telling you, it doesn't matter where you come from. Can I give you something else? Raw liberation looks like this. You came from there. Now let's use it for the glory of God. There is a part of your story that you have to tell that is going to cause somebody else's chains to be broken. 
Do you know that there are people that watch your life that say, if you can make it, I can make it. If they can make it, I can make it. If they can go through that, I know I can make it. Do you know that some people watch your life and may never tell you, but they can tell when your sound has changed for the good or the bad? That's why we have to be careful. We are living epistles. You you are in a place of raw liberation. To to liberate means to set free. Click click. Hey you you're free to go. But to emancipate. Watch this. Expected emancipation means that you know that there's some places, that some things, there's some smell, there's some people that you know was bondage for you. But I can look at it and say, oh, because I've accepted Christ, because I've accepted his spirit, the same spirit that was there when he died, that resurrected him now lives on the inside of me. Oh, you don't have a chance. If we <laughs> if we took the attitude that we had towards stuff outside of salvation, outside of sonship, if we take that attitude toward the things that tried to bind us toward the things that try to bind our families, I think more stuff would break and be open. When you realize it doesn't matter where you're going, where you come from, that God still loves you. God still cares. God accepted you. God, you look at me. You don't want me. I didn't do this. I don't care. That's Jonathan. And, but but I'm and and you know you can y'all can correct me at a later date and time. But I believe sometimes when we look at God and we we begin to cry Him the the blues about where we come from. I believe there are times where God, uh, but He's a loving Father. He's 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 a wise God and Father, and He has to be probably careful. Uh, but I know there's sometimes where where uh, if you've been in 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 touch and in in place with him long enough there sometimes will for me uh the lord might say stuff like hey can you shut up now are you done you still doing that you still on that oh okay then there's times where the lord say shut up grow up mm-hmm. you spend time going lord you what me you Look, look at this and this is what I did. Okay, I know I was there. Shut up. I did create everything. Well, God, you could have got to do about it. I could have, but I didn't. Shut up. Get up and do. I'm giving you a responsibility to look like me. What did I tell you in Genesis? What did I tell you in Matthew? Throughout scripture, we are so set up for the place called sonship. It is so funny. Most of of Romans chapter 8, what then shall we say to these things? 
if I just told you that God has given you, uh, he's giving you the responsibility, he's given you accountability, he's given you uh, trust to carry his name and character, uh, he, he's given you life where death would have reigned. He's given you the place of, he's, he's allowed you to access uh, liberty, uh, of freedom, and uh, uh, emancipation, meaning to abolish or annihilate the thing that had me bound. What is sonship? When is the last time you researched it according to the scriptures that you read? When is the last time that you allowed the word to speak to you about you? I pray, I hope uh, that this made sense to you. Um, I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged. Let today be the last day God says do and you give him your past as an excuse as why you cannot. Do you realize that the thing that you think disqualifies you is actually the thing that qualifies you to do? Walk in your sonship. Let me help you understand something. It just dawned on me. When you walk in sonship, wait a minute, let me rewind. Scripture says that creation is waiting for the sons of God to show up so that creation can provide for them in the moment that they need creation to provide. Oh, my, what is that? That's God being father. Uh, that's God being Abba. That's him being the provider of provision ready to provide provisions. There's no sense in you trying to, to be somebody else. It's okay to take pointers, but God has called you to be you because there's something that you have to do. There is a sound that you produce. There is a way that you can go about it. People say it all the time, and this for me is God for me is not a, a, a complete boast. Believe me, I'm still getting okay with it. But I there's I, I hear people say, Oh, I just love to hear you. What? Something must be wrong with your ears. It's it's a Kenny G, uh uh um uh oh my now I can't say Gladys Knight, uh Aretha Frank, all of them people, you can look, you hear me? And it took me some time. But yes, hear you. Sir, I love to hear your voice. Whose voice? KB. Is you, when's the last time you've been to the doctor? I said that to somebody one time and they just looked at me and said, boy, you crazy. You don't even understand. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure out why you want to hear me. But when you talk, when you show up, there is, because you've accepted Christ, your voice, remember, says, your sound says that I can make it. Take a pause for a moment. All the stuff that you've come through, all the stuff that you've been liberated from, 
all the things that you've been emancipated out of. All the times of brokenness. All the places where you know life sprung up. All the places where you were the living water, where you were the living letter. That's your God-given right as a son of the Most High. My friend, my brother, my sister, I pray that this made sense to you. Um, My name is Jonathan Robinson. And I am a son of the Most High God. I operate in sonship. According to the accepted law of Christ, I can speak those things that are not as though they were. I operate in a place called faith, where at any given moment of now in the present, it is the thing that I cannot see physically, but I can see in my mind that with the proper work, the faith to see a thing happen will happen. I am a son of God, an heir to the throne of Christ, a joint heir to God, excuse me, a joint heir with Christ and an heir to God. Because of this, I have access to heaven. Because of this, I am seated in heavenly places. Because of this, I shall abide in the place called the shadows of the Almighty. The God-given right of Genesis operates in my life, in my mouth, in every area and every part of who I am. As a son, I have accepted Christ. I am no longer bound to the issues of my flesh. I can speak and sever those things that had me bound and declare that God is my emancipator. God is my emancipation, that he is the provider of providings looking to provide provision for me. I am who I am because God said I am first. Think about that. That based on his I am, I am. that I operate in the place called life and life abundantly. That I operate in the place called the successful end. That because I am a son, according to his word, his will, his scripture, there is a place that 
that I am successful because he is, I am a, an ever-present thought on his mind. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I would like to again, hope it makes sense to you, um, but let's open up the line um, to say good morning. If you did not say good morning, um, we'll start, as it is Men's Day, with our brothers. Um, my friends, my brothers, if you're on the line and you're able to and would like to say good morning or just like to say hello, uh, please go ahead, take yourselves off mute, and let's do so. Good morning, brothers. I didn't hear the little lady talking. Um, All right. Is there anyone new on the line? Never said good morning or new and would like to say good morning. I open the floor and to you I say good morning. Uh, well, all right, ladies. If you're on the line and would like to say good morning or did not get to say good morning, uh, come on through and let's say good morning. Bless the Lord. This is PR. Good morning. Good morning, PR. Good morning, PR. Bless you. Power for decadence. Good morning, Pastor. This is Leomia. Great decoration. Thank you. Good morning, Mother. Yes, good morning, Brother Jonathan. Great declaration. This is Moxie. Hello, Moxie. Hello. Good morning, good morning Brother Jonathan. It's persistent. That's persistent. <laughs> Wonderful declaration. I definitely needed it. Thank you so much, Brother. To God be the glory. Good morning, Brother Jonathan. Juliet, Juliet, Jubilant. That's Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Shofar. Do you hear that? That's just the glow. Good morning. Good morning, bro. God bless you. Thank you. God be the glory. All right. Good morning. Yep. My mama said it, Pastor. Deep the refined church. Yep, she said it. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning, Elder. Good morning, brother. Oh, Jonathan. Hi, yeah. Great share, sir. <laughs> now we can talk. <laughs> Always with the joke hey. with this one. <laughs> Hey, good, good morning. Boy. It's it's Natasha. Uh, I understand why you said not back to back. Man, you put it down. So thank you. I so appreciate <laughs> your service to this call. That was good. good that was morning. good. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, 
Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you. Who was that? Brother Michael. Hi, Brother Michael. Good morning. Good to hear you. Just in and out. I've been on the road most of the most of the call in, in my office now. So happy Friday to everyone, and God bless. God bless you. Brother Michael, is this your first time calling? Oh, no, no, no. No, sir. No. Okay. Almost coming up in two years. Well, congratulations. Keep on coming. Thank you. All right, my friends, my family, my loved ones, um, questions, comments, concerns, aha moments, smart aleck remarks, let's take them. <laughs> that probably threw somebody off. Anything you got, anything you'd like to say? God, I thank you. I heard you. I heard you say we have a responsibility. We have the ability and the responsibility to look like mm-hmm. our daddy. That's it. Thank you. We are accountable for the response that we that he has given us to make. We are responsible. What we look like is our response to his invitation. What is your response look like? Hallelujah. If I didn't know that, I would say. Same choir. Christina, look, if I didn't know no better, I would say you got access to the women's call, but you better not be on that call. I'm going to have to get on the board and see if you're on there. Because, honey, that it was the key thing, our response, our checking our heart posture. So, yeah, just realizing, you know, it does go hand in hand. But what you said, just realizing um, our sonship of who we are. Um mm-hmm. It, it it doesn't change the DNA, our characteristics, the attributes mm-hmm. that we hold, the images that we are, the um, offsprings, the birthright. You, the, yeah, you said mm-hmm. so much. But, um, yeah, stay off our call, okay? Listen, you know, you go to church with me. Um, if the women is having food, I will show up. But it's virtual, and I don't I don't know how to deal with virtual food. So I wasn't on there, so it wasn't even me. <laughs> Elder Jonathan, can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Sir, my mighty man of God, this is Didi. And first of all, it was really good. It's always good to see your people in life, in life, like my son said, in life, in real life. But um, mm-hmm. you were talking about, and it hit me, because the past stuff that we don't let go of in sonship mm-hmm. Because I I really believe if we say stuff it sounds good it's like you said we're we're to look like who like sounding like our daddy we want to do that but sometimes we have to just keeping it one hundred that we can't if we're if we're not willing to let go and for me I didn't realize it's just I was having a conversation with all three of my grown children and I thought I thought because I failed and when I say this comparing my failed marriage to my sister mm-hmm. who's been married for eight hundred years. That messed me up, mm-hmm. even in this sonship part, if it makes sense. So I had to realize I'm not that person, if that makes sense. So I had to let go of some stuff that I was doing 
You know what I mean? Comparing, and we don't, we don't, I don't even know if we talk about that a lot, how if we're not careful comparing our shortcomings, because like I said, um, gave you my failed marriage and how I was raising my kids and moving them all around to what I looked at as the perfect marriage with my sister and her husband was not the case, but it was messing me up. So I had to regroup. And so what you said this morning, I said, maybe that's some of my issues that I'm not, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm good enough because of what I, what I've come from. Right. Even mm-hmm. though I'm happily married, I'm something new. Sometimes that stuff from my past, it, it, it messes me up. So I got to stay knowing that it doesn't matter where I came from. You know what I mean? So what? Yes. That marriage didn't work because it did. It did bother me because I look at my sister going on 40 years of marriage. I'm like, well, what did I do wrong? But I didn't. I have to understand it's my walk. It's not. It's, and so I get what you said. That's what I got this morning. So I just want to thank you for giving me some more stuff to grow from because this is I'm growing in some areas. I'm growing, so I thank you, brother. God be the glory. Um, before the next person hops on, I'm gonna tell y'all what I had started writing, and then um, I I as I started writing this down because I could hear it. unhealthy comparisons. Watch this. When you operate in unhealthy comparisons, um, you miss the fact that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. When you operate in unhealthy comparisons, here's a question for everybody. Who pays for your past? The valuable stuff becomes invisible. DNA will speak. Unhealthy comparison will always cause you to miss the valuable stuff in front of you and cause people who shouldn't have to pay for your past to pay for your past. Everybody who is anybody who has accepted Christ had a shortcoming of some sort, kind, or the other. But it is not our shortcomings that we should be looking at and comparing. What we should be comparing ourselves to is the ultimate blueprint, which is that called Jesus the Christ. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Elder Jonathan. Uh, Christina Joy here. I just wanted to say share. Good morning. And when you were talking, good morning. Um, and when you were talking about our heart posture in our life being the God a reflection of Jesus, I thought about even our 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 lives emit a fragrance according to the word the second Corinthians how our lives emit a fragrance to God so it's like mm-hmm. so what are you what scent are you giving off you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so it all goes in tandem with the heart posture that, that's a, believe it or not Christina Joy that's a prayer that I pray uh, Lord don't let me be offensive to your senses hmm Because scripture says, 
that you can be a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Now, now, listen. Although I'm not a parent right now, there are toys that parents can get with their children that will absolutely drive them up the wall. Who gave you that? Why do you have that? Why is that thing making so much noise? And that's sometimes what we sound like when we're not operating in our sonship to God. When we are offensive to the senses of God, if the scripture tells us that when we bring worship to him, it is as a sweet-smelling savor to his nostrils, what do I smell like when I go before him? Does he look on me and become offended and icked out? Eh. What have I allowed myself to company with that the 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 senses of God? Uh, God, what happened that uh, the scripture says that you that you would hide your face from me? Well, he gives us the answer. It was your infirmities. It was your iniquity. That has caused my face to be hidden from you. What what are you doing in your in the sensory place of God? Does God is is he offended by you in any of his senses? Huh. The Bible says you are either hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to spew you out. That That's in the taste. What has our life done that, that God, that when you spew, that is the word there is vomit, which means to reject violently. What did I do that I was food poisoning to God? When we talk about that that place in our DNA, the DNA speaks, what is it, what part of Christ are you attributing? What part of Christ's character are you looking like, are you displaying? As a son of God, as one that operates in sonship, the Father, remember, he trusts you to go out and look like him. My granny, my great-grandmama used to tell us all the time, she would tell my mama them. Um, and I learned from them, um, when you go out, baby, don't let your name beat you back here. We would leave, yes, ma'am. And it took me one day to be like, now how your name going to beat you back? And I sat down, and I'm thinking and thinking and thinking, and she said, why are you thinking so hard? Stop all that noise. What you think about? Well, Grant, why you say don't let your name beat you back here? How that's going to happen? Because that means you done got into something and they done had to make a phone call. Hey, do you know? Oh, so don't let your name beat you back here. Yes, ma'am. Only for the good, Grammy. So what is our what is our, our name look like in the earth? I know what it's attached to in the heavens. But are we living it out? Anyone else? Top, top, top. Good morning. Good morning, Brother Elder. Um, This is Persistent. What got me? Good morning. It was just a really rich uh, 
declaration. But I love, it gave me liberty. It gave me a sense of liberty. Now I've yeah. got to do the work. I'm doing the work, but there's more work to be done. Mm-hmm. But it gave me that sense, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. um, and I loved it when you said, believe it or not, first of all, you said you've been adopted. So if you're adopted, then I accept you. I accept your past. I accept everything about you. Yes. You don't need to qualify. I've adopted you. We know that, but for whatever reason, I've read that. It just, it, it clicked. And then you mm-hmm. said, believe it or not, uh, your things that you've done, your past, mm-hmm. has, abs- has probably qualified you mm-hmm. from what you've done. And mm-hmm. believe it or not, somebody's looking at your life or needs to hear things mm-hmm. about your life that will liberate them or Mm -hmm. help them accept God and understand that they can be accepted as well, that their past does not disqualify them. Yes. And I love that because I've been dealing with my past. The Lord's been helping me lately in my time, things that I've buried, because I tend to be a person that, a bone that I bury a bone. I bury things about me and move on. I forget. Mm-hmm. At least I think I forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and God wants to be us to be free from that. Because we're not we're not op- at least I know I'm not operating the way I He wants me to. Um I'm being I'm allowing it to hinder my my um my walk with him. And what he wants mm-hmm. me to do, I'm allowing some of those things to get in the way. So I just appreciate that because, like I said, I had that. I got liberty this morning from you, and I really do appreciate this declaration. And thank you, brother. Yes, ma'am. Um, I want you because I know you you writing down. Um, I don't. Yeah, this. I, I don't know if you know anything about the court system, but I don't want you to just be liberated. I want you to be emancipated. Watch this. To free from restraint, control, or power. Mm, to release. I need emancipation. Huh? I said I need emancipation. I get it. Go ahead. I'm listening. To release from parental care and responsibility. To remove from legal rights and capacity. To free from any control or influence. And this ain't just for Priscilla. This ain't just for persistent. And this is where her name will come in. But in her in her liberation to set free. But in in, in emancipation, it now oh thank you, Lord. It now becomes a legal case in heaven. The thing, some of us have things that are buried, people that are buried, issues that are buried that still control us from the grave. It's still pulling, it's still pulling strings. Why am I like this? What's buried? Where does string lead? Why is there a string connected to this? Oh, God, thank you. Okay, I don't know if y'all know know this or not, but there was a time 
that uh, the okay, so the graveyard shift we call the graveyard shift is the shift that seems to be the dead of night uh, when nobody else is sleeping. Well, the graveyard shift, uh, the reason it got its name is because there were people assigned to that particular time slot to walk through the cemetery uh, because in a certain time in history, I don't want to be telling you what, but in in old days. Uh, there was a a concern that people could be buried alive. And if you were to walk through the cemetery during graveyard hours, uh, uh, you would hear uh, what they would do is they would attach a string and a bell. Uh, uh, they would attach a string to a bell and the string would go down into the grave. Well, it was the person's job uh, to walk around the graveyard, and if he heard the bell, that meant something was still alive. It might be buried, but it's not dead. Ah, God, there are some things that are still alive even though we buried them, and they are pulling strings where? From beyond the grave. And it is our responsibility, uh, I believe, uh, where scripture, where was it? It said that you have to give a proper burial to this thing, which means it, it might not have been, uh, uh, it might have been still alive, but that means we got to dig it up, execute it, and then bury it for real. Some things need cremation. You can't come back from this. I say this, and I hope this makes sense to some people. Uh, when you're dealing with a snake, my theory is the best snake is a dead snake. But when you're dealing with a snake, you not only have to chop it up, but you have to be mindful that that thing can regenerate. So what you do is uh, first smash its head. So the concept to regenerate does not is or is, is greatly affected. Then you want to set it on fire because it can't come back from this. And that's where some of us are is, is, yes, I want you to be liberated, but I want you to go through the legal process that the things that are calling from the grave that you can now call heaven and bring your case before heaven and heaven will sit on this thing. The sentence on this thing is the judgment of God and the judgment says death penalty and you don't have to live in fear or fright of what the thing in the grave might say. Oh, speaking grave, speak no more. All right. Anybody else? Mm. I'm going to write that down. Speaking graves, speak no more. That was good. That was really good. Mm. All right. Well, if there is no more, I'm going to say it again. Speaking grace, speak no more. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody's going to be emancipated real soon. All right. Well, I love y'all. Lord, we thank you for the time that we've had. We spent together. God, I ask that you would have caused 
this word to go in, that it would be a word of of life um, where life is needed and death where death is needed. We serve, yes, Lord, death certificates to illegal speaking. God, we even pray now that you will have no contracts written from hell. We annul, we nullify it, make it void now. God, we thank you that the blood is our current covenant. The blood of Christ is our current covenant, and we walk through it, sealing it. But God, at the same time, we break everything associated and barred by hell. God, we come against it now in the name of Jesus. I pray that today will be a day of recompense in the realm of the spirit. I pray that today is a day of restoration. God, that you are doing exceeding abundant above all that they could ever ask a thing. I'm asking God, I'm asking you, Father, as a son, that you would meet my siblings today. On October the 20th, God, on whatever time it is that you would speak into their ears that they belong to you, remind them of the promises that you have concerning their lives. Father, every word over their head that you have spoken, you said that it can't return to you void. I pray now that it would begin to make room in their life. I speak, oh God. I declare life now where death thought it would rain. I command death to die now. I speak now to the utterance of death. I command you and your foul words to be broken over their life. I command you to find the grave that you dug for them and to lay yourself in it that God may take your breath out of their life. I I declare and command you now. I speak into your airways. I command wind to blow to those that are the sons of God. I command the wind to blow now. I speak to the four winds and command it to work on their behalf. I pray that the winds would move as as Eurachlodon on their behalf. God, may the winds of heaven blow on their lives now, increasing them, empowering them, showing them who you are. Father, even now, as this day goes forth, I thank you for testimony. I thank you for receipts. I speak now and command fire to consume what needs to be consumed. Every speaking grave, may your fire consume it now. God smother every enemy. Cause its teeth to be broken and hit it upon its cheek, God. Uh, God cause its tongue to cleave to the roof of its mouth and its throat to swell shut. Cut and sever every mental connection, every psychic connection, every every place, every illegal embroidering of hell. We break it, we bind it, we condemn it, we pray the fire of God, and God leaves no voided place. But I pray your spirit would fill it with its fire, with his love, his power, his anointing, his soundness. Oh, God, I thank you for report. These things shall happen. I thank you for the strength of them that belong to you. And God, for the day of reckoning. I thank you that we we reckon that the glory that shall be revealed after this cannot even be compared to the issues that thought they had them. Now, God, go prove yourself by your hand, by your finger, by your arm. Show your face 
on behalf of these, your sons, these connected to the, the place called Declare Victory. God, I'll give you praise. I'll give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. Have a good day. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good day, everyone. God bless. Love you. Blessings. Have a great day. Have an awesome weekend. Walk in victory. Blessings on your day. Have a blessed, blessed weekend.